Hi, this is Shel Horowitz, lead author of Guerrilla Marketing to Heal the World, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing Radio with Kaylin. Act Local Marketing for Small Business, Episode 151. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. This is episode 151, and I am the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. Every week here at Act Local, I give you a strategy that I call today's takeaway, where you get one action item that you could walk away with right now, today, begin to implement it, and it's going to help you with your business growth. And I also invite a guest expert to help with some other aspect of your business. So today, you'll hear from a guest who has really cracked the code to search engine strategy for your website. So stay tuned. Now, by now, you have likely heard the acronym SEO. That stands for search engine optimization, right? So imagine all of the information that is available to you on the internet. It's an overwhelming number. There are millions and millions of websites, and each website has its own quantity of pages. I've found the best way to think of this is to equate the internet to a library. Imagine it's the world's largest library, and each website is the equivalent of a book in that library. Can you remember the days when you would flip through the card catalog looking for certain books? That card catalog is Google or any other search engine that you prefer. But unlike the old card catalog, Google has a card not only for each book in its library or every website on the internet, but they have a card for every page of the book in the catalog. That's how a search engine provides you highly relevant results to your search. And when you're looking for that certain book in the library to do your research, remember you didn't necessarily want the entire book, but maybe just a certain chapter or references to one particular subject that was in the index. Well, electronic data storage and search engines give us the ability to find the exact subject we want to research without having to do as much weeding through the source material. Of course, that can only happen efficiently in an infinite virtual world like the internet. It's not practical in an actual library. Let's get to today's takeaway. I promised you that action item that you could walk away with now and it's going to help you with your business. Your business has a website and if it doesn't, you need to remedy that first. That could be the topic for another show. Assuming your business has a website, 
each page on your website should have unique search engine friendly information that a Google card catalog can index. So a potential visitor can tell whether that page on your website has exactly what they're looking for. That's the whole point to search engine optimization. It makes your website more useful to visitors. And when you make your website more useful, Google rewards you because you're helping them create a better product for their users. Another caveat to your website happens thanks to mobile devices, which are different from your desktop computer because they are smaller screens and they're a different technology altogether. You've accessed a website from your phone only to find it difficult to navigate because the computer version that you would normally see on your desktop just doesn't work well on your mobile phone. There are ways to remedy that also without having to create an entirely separate website, a mobile website. You can use code and technology on your web pages that'll convert your website to a mobile-friendly website for mobile visitors. When you do that, Google again rewards you for the same reason. More people are accessing the internet from a mobile device today than from a desktop computer. So being mobile friendly is highly important for your website. The Google rewards I've mentioned happen in the form of higher search rankings for your website. That's how they reward you. A website that is search engine optimized and mobile friendly gets higher rankings in their card catalog than a website that is not optimized and not mobile enabled. So do a little digging. Try visiting your website from different kinds of mobile devices, an Apple device, an iPhone, and an iPad, Android devices, the you know Samsung phones, the tablets, right? All kinds of phones and tablets that you can get your hands on, friends, family, uh, employees, coworkers, and see how your website functions and look into whether your pages are search engine optimized independently. Not the whole website being optimized the same. Every page, you have to act like it's going to be indexed in the back of a book. What's that page about? If you tell Google, they will reward you. Then once you know where the frailties lie, on your website, then you can start a plan to fix whatever's lacking in a step-by-step -step manner, and it'll help your SEO. Feel free to drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com, and I can help point you towards various resources that'll help with SEO that are free to use. There, uh, Google has a lot of really useful tools. That's a good place to start. And that is today's takeaway. So please connect with me. Find me on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and all the other social media outlets and uh, follow me so that I can get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about the podcast, Act Local Marketing. Feel free to subscribe to it on iTunes, but more importantly, uh, leave me a review on iTunes for the podcast. Those reviews are highly important to me and the business of this podcast. So... I think it's time for a short break. I feel like I, I spoke without ever taking a breath. I don't know why I feel like I'm speaking so fast today, but it's definitely time for a short break. And when we get back, my guest today, John Limbacher, is here. And he is, I see him right now, he's ready to step to the front of the room. So stay tuned. I feel so close to you right now. <laughs> 
Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out boomersultimateguidepodcast.com. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local, marketing for small business. And like I do every week, I have another new guest for you to meet. I want to introduce you to John Limbacher. He is the mastermind behind Internet Dominators. It's a division of a company that he founded all the way back in 1985. That sounds like a lifetime ago. 1985 called LimboVision Incorporated. LimboVision itself was created to serve the advertising and photography needs of businesses and advertising agencies. Now, fast forward to 1995, there were major changes going on in that particular industry, and you've heard of Photoshop. John saw the writing on the wall. There was a need for or no longer a need for high-end advertising, photography, and special effects, uh, that was all coming to an end. John, I'm going to pause for a second because clearly someone came home and is making my dogs bark. I'm in my home office. Okay, no problem. So I'm just going to wait for a moment for that to stop. See, this is the beauty of of, uh, (laughs) post-editing. I can cut this whole part out. (laughs) okay dog stop it okay i'm gonna try and go on here now lucky for limbo vision john saw the road ahead and recognized the opportunity that was rapidly approaching 
Yes, you've heard of it. The World Wide Web was on the horizon. So LimboVision swiftly altered course to stay ahead of the times and started offering web design, e-commerce construction, and online marketing as part of its services in, in this new division called Internet Dominators. In the mid to late 90s, John cracked many of the search engine codes of the time and was able to get top listings for his clients. The following years have accounted for over $100 million in online sales for those clients. Now today, Internet Dominators devotes over 90% of its efforts to search engine strategies to keep uh, his clients ahead of the ever-changing search engine game. And I love SEO. John Limbacher, welcome to Act Local Marketing. Oh, I'm happy to be here. SEO is awesome, isn't it? I love it. So this is one geek talking to another geek. So I'm uh, I'm completely in my element. I like this. So I gave I gave people the whole. Um, I sort of shortened the long version. 1985. You know, you were still in um, design and technology, but you're right. The World Wide Web, the interwebs, came along and sort of changed everything. So. Uh, you pivoted, which is very interesting in and of itself as, as another topic, and yeah, started and I, Internet Dominators. I got a lot of heat for that back then, too. I had people telling me I was crazy and not to put my uh, put my hopes in this Internet thing. It was just going to be a fad, and I, I just knew better. I could see it. <laughs> that is so funny. And, and, I'm, and that would be an interesting conversation, too, is, is how do you – how do you see that writing on the wall and how do you make those changes? But today, what I want to talk to you about is more the online internet marketing stuff. So, sure. Because you're an expert in many of these things. So one of the things I'd like you to discuss is social media and maybe the best uses of social media for a small business owner, the kinds of people that listen to Act Local marketing for small business tend to be just that local small business owners, right? So what is the best use of social media for increasing their business? Well, social media really, it actually plays an important role in SEO these days. A lot of the search engines have shifted gears and, you know, especially Google and, you know, all the stuff that we used to do like link building and all that, that stuff still gets you ranked, but it won't stick you there unless there's social media behind it. So it's kind of yeah, like that's, a lot of people don't know that. So I want to just make sure we pause and what's happening online is stuff is becoming more and more integrated with one another. So I hope you heard what John said, that social media is important to your SEO. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Jump right in whenever you want. Whenever something's unclear or a point needs to be made. Yeah, absolutely. Hop right in. I'm used to that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, with social media, with people talking, Google is watching and Bing is watching. They're all watching what's going on and they're 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 basically keeping score. So it's like with local, a lot of you guys that are local, you know how important those local listings are. One of the most important things with local listings, how to get them and maintain them, is with citations. Now, a citation, just for anybody that doesn't know, that's a mention of your company with your address and phone number all intact perfectly as it should be. So when Google associates a, they call it a NAP, name, address, and phone number. 
when they attach that to your business, that is your citation when it shows up out in the world. So what's important nowadays is the citation is like to local what brand mentions are to SEO. So when people are talking about your brand and they're printing your brand in their, in their talk over social media, that's just like, uh, it's like citations are for local listings. Does that make sense? Well, it does to me. I hope it makes sense to people out, out in the audience. So every time someone somewhere in the world mentions Coca-Cola and social media, Coca-Cola is getting a brand mention. People are talking exactly. about them. And I think what, what John is referring to for local business, that's not necessarily the case. That kind of stuff doesn't happen as often. And you might not even have a branding necessarily in place. You might just have the name of your business as opposed to branding that people can identify. But this name, address, and phone number, uh, the acronym is NAP. Every time that's mentioned on one of these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of online directories that have taken the place of white pages and yellow pages today, that sort of does the same thing. That's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and with brand mentions, it doesn't have to be the name, address, phone number. It can just be your brand, like your company name. And then Google sees that, and it basically attaches that as people talking about you. Because... One of the things that the search engines are looking for is they're looking for proof. They're looking for proof that your business is real so they can put it into their directory and they want to show legitimate companies. You know, their biggest job is to sweep away the garbage. Right. And there's so many people that make junk just to try and list their stuff that it really clutters up the Internet and it's really poor quality stuff. So Google and the rest of the big search engines, they're constantly in this war of trying to get rid of all that junk and favor real business. Right. So the, the difference of how you can separate that and stand out as a real business is, you know, the question becomes, if no one's talking about your business, how important could it really be right. or how real is right. it? So that's why social mentions of your brand name are really, really important. The more people out there talking about your brand, the the better. Exactly. Okay, I get it. I think I get it. it yeah. So when the when a tree falls in the forest, if no one was there to hear it, did it really make a sound? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if people are not talking about your business in social media and uh, on the interwebs, does it really exist? Exactly. Well, Google That's... doesn't think so. Evidently, <laughs> right? Is the answer to that? Pretty much. <laughs> okay. I, and I have a question for you. Th this is something that I've, I've never known if it matters a lot. P people who do SEO and, and deal with directory listings uh, specifically say that all of the information that you list on every directory has to be, um, you know, homogeneous. It's, it's got to be the same, the same, the same, the same, the same everywhere. But business addresses are often a little funny. They might have... You, Sometimes you list a floor or a suite number or something. Is it really important for even something like the suite number to spell out S-U-I-T-E versus S-T-E versus using, you know, a pound sign? How critical is it to be exactly the same everywhere? 
it is absolutely critical to one search engine, and that's Google. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, and and here's the thing: every the biggest confusion about that is what is my true name, address, and phone number, mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter what you think; it's what Google thinks. So, you should go to Google and pull it up and see how they have it listed. And however they have it listed, that's the gospel. So, okay, <laughs> so, so that's what you should be repeating everywhere yes. else that you make sure your business is listed or that citations occur. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You don't want to go against the grain. You want to take whatever they think it is. And if they've got it totally wrong, then you want to do everything you can to get them to correct it first. Right. And then, and then once they've corrected it, because they might correct it a different way than you ask. Like you might you might put A-V-E for Avenue and they might spell it out. Right. So whatever they adjust to and it's correct enough for you, then that's the one you want to take and run with. Okay. That's interesting. I've always wondered, you know, how much it, it matters and, you know, what to do. Avenue is another good example. You know, there's all kinds of things. You know, do you spell out street? Do you spell out avenue? Do you spell out boulevard? There's there's all kinds of little things like that that yeah. happen in directory listings. So it does matter, and Google's the boss. Yep. And, I mean, it matters down to case sensitivity. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, got it. Because sometimes yeah, so you run across directory listings where – street names are capitalized or the business name is is all in caps and um you have to fix that kind of stuff okay yep yep yeah. you want to you want to literally just take whatever google has down copy it put it in a folder and every time you go to make a directory listing copy it right out of there and paste it in so you don't make any mistakes okay i got it so let me ask you First of all, I told everyone that I love SEO, but I'm assuming that everyone knows what it is. And even though I talk about it plenty on this <laughs> podcast or, or in my business, I think it'd be a good idea for us to define what SEO is and how it benefits your business. How does it relate to you, uh, Mr. or Ms. Business Owner? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, for those of you that don't know, it stands, SEO stands for search engine optimization. And that's basically a fancy word or fancy acronym for adjusting your content, whether it be on your website or it could be a listing somewhere. It's basically optimizing it to appeal to the search engines. And what the search engines do they have this thing called an algorithm, and I know that's a fancy term, and all it really means is it's a scoring system. And they're looking at, at things, all kinds of things, like your title, you know, is a keyword in your title. It's looking at like hundreds of different things. And at the end of the day, it just takes everything it's learned about your content, and it gives points to all these different things. And at the end of the day, whoever has the most points is going to be at the top. So for you to adjust your content to get more points versus the next guy, that's, in a nutshell, that's search engine optimization. Okay. So clearly the benefit is if, if I have optimized my web content on my website for search engines better than my competitor, I'm going to get more points and Google's going to list me higher than them. 
Exactly. Now, the the real benefit, I mean, that's just what happens. The real benefit to that is getting you in front of your ideal client when they're actually looking for your product or service. And I got to tell you, that's like a match made in heaven. Being at the right place in the right time can make or break a business. So you want to make sure that you are in the right place at the right time. What I like to tell people is the first job that you should put, you know, in, in your arsenal is figuring out who your ideal client is. And, you know, most small businesses don't do that. Right. They just, they think the whole world is their client and it's really not. <laughs> I'm always saying you can't help everybody. Yeah. Or if you do any networking, oh, anybody with a pulse. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and SEO can actually do more harm than good if you look at it that way. And I'll tell you what, if you look at the 80-20 rule, 80% of your customers probably bring you 20% of your income. And they also bring you 80% of your headaches. Mm. So you don't want to multiply that. Right. <laughs> you right. want to take the 20% that bring you 80% of your income. Those are your ideal clients. You need to really take a look at your business and figure out who are those people and what makes them different. Do they purchase different things? Do they have different needs? And that's what you want to focus on getting in front of when they search for particular keywords that they're interested in. Right. Well, how do, how do you figure out how someone searches for your business? You know, well, how do you, how do you go about sure. figuring out the, the keywords as we call them? Sure. Keyword research is like a whole animal just in itself, but there's a step prior to keyword research that actually ensures that it's going to be successful. And that's what I call identifying your ideal client. And I have a whole process that I go through to almost make a, a like an avatar, right. like a psychological profile of who this person is. And I, I really do. I boil it down to a person so you can identify with them. Right. You make, them, by, make them real, even if they're make-believe, make them a real individual. Absolutely, yeah. And that way, when you when you do everything, when you do your keyword research, you really got one person in mind and it makes it a lot easier mm. because by that one person, you know what their pains are, you know what their desired outcome is. So based on that, you have a pretty good idea of what they might be searching for. Then you take those terms into Google and we use the Google Keyword Planner, which is a free tool inside Google. Um, for anybody that wants to check it out, you can just Google keyword planner and it will come up first because it's obviously it's a Google property. So right. you can go in there and you can put these keywords in and it will give you hundreds of different variations that people actually search based on that criteria. And it tells you the volume, how many people search. It also gives you the cost per click of what other advertisers are paying. And that's a good indicator of whether how valuable the keyword is. Okay. So if they're willing to pay a lot for it, that means it's probably a pretty good keyword and you might want to pay attention to it, especially if it's got a lot of traffic to it. Okay. Interesting. And um, yeah, the keyword planner tool, it's not, it's not hard to use it. Like uh, most of Google's free tools, you just, uh, you can read a, a few instructions and uh, plug some things, copy and paste some things, and it'll it'll give you an answer. It's not rocket science. 
Very little that is, you know? Yeah. Now here's another cool thing about the keyword planner. This is just another little tip. Aside from putting keywords in, you can actually put a URL in of your competitor and you can see what Google thinks their site is about, what keywords it's rating them for, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's a very sneaky trick. That's a huge gold nugget, people, <laughs> is that you can take, uh, if, if you're the restaurant on Main Street or the pizzeria, let's say, and there are three other pizzerias within a mile of you, you can check each of them out in this keyword planner and see what Google thinks their websites are about and even uh, start to scope out some some keywords that you could compete with them on. And that actually gets me to my next question in in terms of, of search engine optimization, SEO. You can imagine if you're the pizzeria or you're the restaurant or you're the dentist or, you know, you're something on Main Street USA, right? You're a business to consumer kind of business and you know that people are getting on Google and they're doing searches you know I want pizza right now it's lunchtime or I need a dentist and I just moved to the area I need a new dentist people go on Google and they search for that kind of stuff but let's say I'm a business to business kind of firm do I still need to be worried about SEO oh absolutely in fact probably even more so Ooh. And, and here's here's the reason why. In a pizzeria, you're selling basically a meal. In a business to business, you could be selling a truckload or a container ship full of meals. Mm. Good <laughs> so point. Good point. The value of the customer, the lifetime value of the customer, is it, it can be very different from a business to business, from a business to consumer. Right. And, you know, I've read reports that say that the buyer, and I imagine this is true, whether it's you, the individual, as a buyer, you know, the holidays are coming up and you've got gifts that you're going to buy, so you're researching stuff, versus you, that same individual at work, looking for things that your business has to procure or that you need in order to run your business, you're still going to get on that same search engine and start searching for stuff. whichever hat you happen to have on at the time it doesn't (laughs) matter right so you're still going to start your search that way and it would it's some disgusting number like 70 percent or 80 percent of people when they finally reach the company to engage in some sort of sales conversation they've already they're already so far down uh the funnel if you will, before they ever talk to someone that you don't get a chance to interact with them during that first, you know, seven or eight out of 10 touch points. They've already sort of researched you and, and made decisions along Mm. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've got a, a little bit of a story to inject just to show how important all of this stuff is. Sure. (laughs) And this is a business to business example. And what these guys did was they sold water sports equipment to water parks, and and they really were full service. I mean, these people actually built water parks. Mm. But one of the things was they supplied, and then when they came to me, they wanted to do SEO for all of their water sports equipment. So we optimized them, and here they're selling all kinds of masks and snorkels and swim boards and Hobie cats and all that stuff. And next thing, they wanted to optimize for water slides. 
And all of a sudden they made more money on the water slides and they, they just completely abandoned all the rest of the stuff. And, And I said, why aren't you guys focused on, on water parks, building water parks? As soon as I optimized them for actual water park construction, I got them to the top for that. They got a hundred million dollar project in Dubai within six months of doing that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it changed their whole business. It changed their lives. <laughs> well, th- that's a great example. I've, I've heard marketers say, you know, when people are trying to decide price points for products and, you know, they're creating a funnel, cheaper products, sort of draw people in before the, the more expensive products. Uh, I've heard other marketers say it takes just as much effort to sell a $7 item as it does a $7,000 item. That is so true. So, (laughs) and you just really proved that point, you know, the same amount of work with these keywords to optimize for certain, you know, goods or services, but when they were expensive goods and services, it, you know, the value was unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what? It was easier for me to optimize them for water park construction than it was for masks and snorkels because there's so many more people competing in that arena. And for the masks and snorkels. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a bigger pool. Suddenly yeah. they were in a smaller pool. It's not everybody that builds water parks. I would imagine that's a very, uh, oh, very yeah. specific niche. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That so is, that cool is that's a really good story. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yep. That one, I, I've been telling that one for years. Yeah. I like that. That's a really good story. So <laughs> tell everyone what's the secret to online success. The secret to online success is really the same thing in the real world as it is online. And that's basically creating something that your market wants and getting a good message to market match. If you can do that, like when people search for you and they they click to your site and they get exactly what they were looking for, there's no bait and switch, that really builds trust and rapport and that can lead them to, you know, to actually working with you. And, and here's another thing. If you don't have a complete system, you're probably going to fail. So if you're really looking for online success, you need online systems. People that don't have marketing systems in place, I turn a lot away that I won't even take on as a client because they're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And like I had mentioned earlier, SEO can do more damage than good if you do it wrong or if you're not ready for it. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So you you need to have your infrastructure in place to handle the additional traffic or, you know, phone calls that are going to happen. Yeah. And, and, And not only that, but you need a system in place to capture the leads because not everybody's going to call you. Not everybody's going to communicate with you on the first round. So if you do all this SEO and all this social media to drive traffic to your site and people come and they leave and you don't know who they were, that was just a complete waste of everything. Right. So a system starts with lead capture and then dripping them with content and really giving them what they're interested in, teaching them how to work with you, teach them how to buy from you. And and basically in the process of teaching them, you can set the buying criteria so they would never purchase from anyone else. That's the really cool thing. And you can do this all on complete autopilot. Interesting. That's, that's a whole nother show too. 
So I'm going to have to have you back to talk about that. How to, yeah, how to I'm, make I'm all, just, put all this stuff on autopilot. Yeah, I've been doing this so long. I've uh, I have a wealth of information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how can people get more of you? I mean, clearly, I assume you do consulting with yes. people, uh-huh. um, you know, in businesses. So how can they get more of you? Where can they find you? They can find me at internetdominators.com. And I basically have three things that I offer. I do the consulting, like you had mentioned. I actually do online training where I teach people how to do everything that I do. And then we also offer commercial services to customers that just say, hey, it's really cool. I know enough, but I just, I know enough to know I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that completely. So the website is internetdominators.com. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Internetdominators.com. Okay. All right. And let me spell that for people because sometimes, you know, they're in the car listening or, you know, <laughs> sure. they're on their headphones, they're jogging, something. So it's, it's as it's spelled in the English language. I always have to say that because sometimes URLs are a little wonky. So it's <laughs> internet, I-N-T-E-R-N-E-T, dominators, D-O-M-I-N-A-T-O-R-S.com. I've got that right, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. And so there's you- a there's a special button on there that's called education. And anybody that wants to, you know, just learn some more about the stuff, they can click on that button and there's... Uh, Quite a bit of information to consume. Ah, oh, so there's there's a lot of free stuff over there that they can figure out yeah. too. Yep, absolutely. Oh, nice. It's it's always good, and that's a good example too, just to point out for people. Your website needs to be more than a, an electronic business card. So what John just said is is you can you've heard all uh, the tons of information that he's just shared in this this little bit of time that we've spent together, and. He's alluded to other things that you have to worry about, too, that we didn't even talk today. But you can go to his website and start to get some education about all of this. And if your website's not doing the same thing for your ideal clients, or if you don't even know who your ideal clients are, that was another thing we talked about, then you really have to get a handle on some of this because people want to engage with you. You have to give them reasons to do it by putting information on your website that they're going to find useful, like John was talking about at uh, Internet Dominators. Good example. I want everyone to go over there and just check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, they can they can copy you by uh, your example. So, John, any last words before I let you go? Well, the, the only key point I really want to press is just what you said in that ideal client. That really is your foundation. Get that right first. I don't care what you're doing. If you're doing pay-per-click, if you're doing SEO, if you're doing social media, but do focus on your ideal client and things will work way smoother for you. Mm, Good, (laughs) good, good advice. So John Limbacher, it was a pleasure speaking to you today. Oh, it was my pleasure. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm always thankful. I, I tell my guests this every week. I'm always thankful thankful when people uh, share their time with me and the audience. We always learn new things, and it helps us all. You know, rising tides lift all boats. I say that all the time. <laughs> and uh, that's part of what this podcast is about. And uh, you out there listening, you know, at actlocalmarketing.com, you will see show notes for this particular episode. So you can look up words like SEO or 
John, John Limbacher, L-I-M-B-O-C-K-E-R. You can look up internet dominators, those kinds of words. And just like Google is a search engine, websites have uh, search engines also. And it'll help you find this particular episode if you need to refer to it again. And you will find the things that John and I talked about. And you'll also find a link to his website. So it's very easy for you to get over to internetdominators.com. And every Tuesday afternoon around 2 or 1 p.m. Eastern, one, let me think, the time change has me messed up, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 1 p.m. Eastern, we release a new episode of Act Local Marketing for Small Business with great guests like John Limbacher of Internet Dominators. So until next time, I would very much like you all to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.